Oh, man, I just lost a chunk of my nest egg in the market whipsaw. Oh, sorry to hear that. Looks like I'll be wearing a yellow apron well into my 70s. Welcome to Wall... Hey, don't get down. Get educated. Listen to the Total Financial Hour with host Arif Halaby Sundays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. What did you learn? How not to go backwards with the market, my friend, and have the opportunity to move forward with market growth. That's exactly what I need. So learn about your financial power with the Total Financial Hour Sundays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. here on AM870, The Answer. The information on the show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, CA Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, CA Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power. Hey, welcome to the show, The Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Halby. Thanks for being with me today as we talk about your family's finances. What a wonderful day, isn't it? Nice outside. It's a beautiful uh, spring day, if you will, kind of thinking about uh, our future, right? What does retirement look like? You're retired now. What does that look like? Is it what you thought it would be? Was that dream or is that dream a reality? Consider this for a minute. Uh, a recent uh, poll came out, and I'm going to get into some of those details. Uh, but I also want to talk about Social Security today, a little bit of some of those ideas, some of the solutions, the options, uh, the abilities for you to create, I don't know, uh, peace of mind when it comes to your future. Well, my name is Arif Halaby. Total Financial Solutions and TFS Financial and Insurance Services brings you this program. Listen, we do this for a couple of reasons. For 15 years plus now, we've been on the radio talking about your family's finances. I want to say we're close to 3,000 radio shows, probably a little more, a little less, uh, talking about why it is that you need to watch your finances in an age, right? If you go back 15 years, where the cell phone was really nothing more than just a, a Motorola flip phone, where it was really nothing more than just a place to, to put in your calculator, uh, maybe if you had to, you know, do it, did it longhand, uh, maybe you had a phone book attached to it, you could put in uh, 500 names or 99 names, whatever it was. Today, in the last 15 years of our radio programs and, and 23 years now in practice, what is technology to your retirement? What does it look like? Why is it something that you would manage, create, care about? I think because of this. When you are building and planning for your future, you've got to keep in mind that there is an opinion, there is research, there are ideas about anything, anywhere, to substantiate just about any idea at all, period. You want a research study to say that it's okay to, to jump up and down like a frog every Tuesday and it's healthy for you? You just pay for the survey. Pay for the study. <laughs> Worst yet, give it to a university, right? The mating fly uh, uh, rituals or uh, how fast can a shrimp run on a treadmill? You remember that one? <laughs> you can get a university to do just about anything for free money. And we've talked about what I think is going to happen to some of the colleges and universities and how that's going to peel over to you. Because believe it or not, it will. It doesn't matter who you are. You are going to end up paying the budget, paying the cost of everything under the sun when it comes to government debt. And student loan is one of those. The Obama administration outlawed student loans from basically private industry. So only the government would give out student loans, which means only the government collects it, which is 
part of the biggest problem. You don't want the government involved in things. That's called communism. And the reason you don't, listen, they're, they're of course going to be a purpose, right? Of course. Government's great at the defense. They're pretty good at roads. Although if you want to be a healthy uh, business, city, county, state, you look at the partnerships between business and cities and counties and states. But when the partnership comes in play for, for college and there's no accountability on the other side, in other words, the business in this case is the university where administrators are making record numbers, record numbers. And, and we have a community college in the Santa Clarita Valley, right in Southern California, where you have a chancellor. I don't know what, what do they go by now? Chancellor, uh, uh, Grand Poobah, whatever they're calling, right, just to, to justify nearly $40,000 a month, $10,000 a week, $2,000 a day. Now, I don't know, what is that, just about as much or more as any four-year university in the country, by the way. Take the top 10 behind her. What are the wages? Massive amounts. The top 10 behind her are millions of dollars. So tell me this. When administrators are making massive amounts of money because they have fancy titles, I don't know, uh, integration of diversification of the uh, gender equality, right? I don't know. I'm sure they have a job to do. I'm sure they're good people. Listen, I know some of them. I'm not saying they're bad people. What I'm saying is when a community college where people spend, what, a few hundred dollars maybe to go? Who do you think pays the millions of dollars, the $2,000 a day for one human being? In a public university that that gets amazing, massive amounts of pension. By the way, pension's almost the same. Pension's 30000 a month. You tell me who's going to pay that. It isn't the single mother of three who has to buy used books so she can go, right? Or or they have to pay massive amounts for parking because they put in a new parking structure. Look, every school finds a way to nickel and dime you. Why? Because people soon enough, and it's already happening, they don't have the money. And I don't want you as a retiree to say, well, been there, done that. Even my kids have graduated. My grandkids are going to college now. Well, um, excuse me, did you say you were a taxpayer? Because who do you think is going to pay this student loan debt? Right? Elizabeth Warren comes out recently. Oh, I think we should tax the rich. But you could still, the rich are the only people that you guys can still pick on. You know that? Right? If I walked into a room of, of 50 people and I was going to give a speech and I came up, started speaking about racial slurs and gender stuff or, or sexual orientation, uh, using it as jokes or in derogatory terms, you would say, boy, that guy's a pig. We're not going to sit here. You would do that. And, and probably rightfully so, right? I'd, I'd leave. But when the speaker gets up there and starts talking about rich people, oh, you know, I was trying to park my car. And, you know, the lady with her fancy hair and her, you know, Mercedes S-Class, you know how those people are. Everybody in the audience would nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I had this guy and he had his fancy sports car and, you know, his girlfriend that could have been his daughter and you had gold chains and, right? Whatever you think is the rich guy that entitled. And, you know, he was driving and, and you know, these people and, and uh, everybody would go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You understand you can still 
pick on wealthy people in a group setting, even though Elizabeth Warren is a multimillionaire, even though Bernie Sanders multimillionaire, right? They can still pick on rich people. Why? Because they know you will accept it. It isn't a secret. They, they know you won't accept racial slurs, gender, uh, sexual orientation. They know you won't accept that anymore. Rightfully so. Got it. But what you still will accept in the us versus them scenario is the rich versus the poor. Because you still will go. Everybody thinks they're middle class. We have clients that have $5 million. They go, I'm middle class. We have clients that have 40000 We're middle class. Everybody thinks they're middle class. I don't know anybody, maybe the Warren Buffetts of the world, go, you know what? I am wealthy. That's it. It's over. I am. I'm one of those rich guys. Everybody thinks, oh, I'm upper middle class. They still think they're in that world. But I bring this to you because I want you to understand, if you don't have guaranteed sources of income, if you don't have a reasonable income stream, when the time comes for you to either start retiring or you're away from the market, because what do you think will happen if colleges and universities start to go belly up? Because you know they will. The government's going to, especially when President Trump wins his second term, you know, the end of his sec- by the end of his second term, listen, I think it's going to happen no matter what because it's just a math game. We can delay it a little bit, just like California can keep borrowing money. But eventually, it's going to run out. Eventually, the bondholders, the people that give California a loan, are going to say, you know, I'm done with this. Because what's happening in California, very simple. There just isn't any more money. You ready for some uh, exciting new, new numbers? I talked about this the other day, and the numbers that I talked about said, uh, well, here's, here's what I think is going to be the problem pension-wise. It's actually about $280 billion is CalPERS. That was just released. CalPERS, California Public Employee Retirement System. That's the number that it's upside down. It used to be 200. That was the number we've been using for a couple of years. 287 was the latest number put out by uh, Gavin Newsom. So instead of saying, hey, guys, that's it. We better fix this, uh, fix this, figure it out. We're going to start. We're going to fix. Instead, what do they say? Double down. It's just the rich people that are trying to keep you down, people. That's all great unless you're one of them or you think you are. Because when people turn around and they say, let's get the rich people. And everybody turns around and says, that's a good idea. And they start charging folks. And you turn around and look in the rearview mirror and you say, wait a second, people are chasing me. I thought it was just rich people. Well, ask what their definition is. Because I think they're going to go after your stock market accounts. I don't know. How? Well, I think it's very simple. The money that you have in the market, if it's being pulled out to pay income tax, if it's being pulled out to pay a wealth tax, if it's being pulled out to live on, and there's less money going in behind it, because millennials, right, they have, what, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 to their name in retirement? The next generation, Generation X or mine, from 1966, you know, on for 20 years or so, you guys have about $70,000 to your name. So that's nice. It's a big chunk of money, but you understand that it's certainly not a million dollars. So a lot of people have to start preparing because retirement isn't just a one-moment event. You'll probably live just as long as you've worked in retirement. That means... You're not going to sit in a rocking chair and just wait to die. You're going to do things, and some of those things cost money. 
So I want you to enjoy retirement. I want it to be part of something that is an exciting period of time. Maybe you work part-time. Maybe you volunteer. Right? You've heard me talk about, you've probably done something in your life where people have paid you. You're good at it. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it is actually your career. You worked in the defense world. Maybe you're good with math. You're a good leader. You can explain things. You're somebody who is a, who is a very good teacher. Maybe it's time to mentor some young people or speak at a community college or speak at a university. Maybe you're somebody, just maybe, who can donate real dollars for scholarship funds for, for real young people who are struggling so that they can go to university, so they can go to college. Well, those things all cost money, don't they? Whether it's time, whether it's money. So remember, retirement isn't just about a moment in time. Here's new research from uh, Principal Financial. Now, Principal is one of the largest in annuities. But it's, more importantly, the largest in 401ks. The largest in any 401k in the country. The plans, Principal Financial. The Principal Financial Group, simple enough. So here's what their study, right? They say, workers show a strong interest in guaranteed income. But one-third of the individuals report lower interest if it's called an annuity. (laughs) I want safety. Yep. I want guarantees. You got it. I want to make sure I never run out of money. Oh, yeah, sign me up. Uh, It's called an annuity. Oh, yeah, my cousin's brother, mother, and that guy on the radio, he said annuities. I hate annuities. His television commercial, he looks like a grumpy old, my science teacher from the eighth grade, that's who he is. And he said he hates annuities, so I'm not buying them. But retirees who had a guaranteed income stream through an annuity were more more likely to feel confident and accept more market volatility with their other assets. Meaning you take some and you put it off to the side, half, a third, two thirds, it doesn't matter. You put some and you protect it. And I love it. You know, we're the money uh, people here. So we, uh, we, uh, we're going to tell you the whole story on annuities. Here it is. They don't get paid any more money. When the money is not at risk, those money folks that, that might handle the, the Wall Street people, they don't get a paycheck. I, I don't mean they're bad people. But you understand, they don't get paid because there are good fixed and fixed index annuities out there. They don't, you shouldn't ever really pay a fee, period. So there's no mechanism in place for them to have everybody under the sun from Chicago to New York to their headquarters in Century City. None of those people get paid every single month off your money. So of course they don't like it. I mean, listen, I, I want people... If you sell Fords, you better tell me Fords are pretty darn good. If you sell Chevys, the same thing. If you sell washer and dryers at our local department store, then you better tell me that otherwise why are you offering their product? So I, I expect that. But just be careful. Here's the truth about annuities. They offer a more efficient way to generate income through a series of income generating uh, uh, paychecks. A good example. You like your pension at work? CalSTRS, it's an annuity. You like your pension at your corporation, right? The big uh, top 500 U.S. corporations, the ones that have pensions, it's an annuity. How about Social Security? It's an annuity. So, surprise, you like them, you've had them, they've been there. The difference is this is not an annuity backed by the government or some bucket of dollars that may or may not be there. This is money that is regulated, has to be there, and the company is required to keep certain reserves 
usually 103, 105%, just depends on the company, of what is asked. Retirees who purchased an annuity are more confident than those who have not. What is the price you would pay for peace of mind? Listen, your risk years might still be in front of you. You might still say, I want to take 50000 or or 100000 I don't care. Pick the number. And I want to play with it. That's going to go on red. I'm going to spin the wheel. If it wins, I'm amazed. I'm happy. I buy my new car. We take the vacation. But eating dinner tomorrow night shouldn't be left to the chance of a spinning of a wheel. Right? Or what China's going to say or oil production from Iran or whether Saudi Arabia is in line with OPEC or or what's going to happen with the this presidential administration or Congress or... Really? You want to sit at home and say, all right, honey, let's check and see the evening news. Can we have dinner? Click. Hey, looks good. Filet mignon, bring it out. Oh, sorry. It's okay, sweetie. We both can lose a little bit of weight. We got it. We're good. Breakfast is going to be amazing. We'll check the news before we get up. We'll be in bed. Instead of breakfast in bed, it's going to be news in bed. That'll tell us whether or not we get to have eggs and bacon or oatmeal. You wouldn't do that. You would say that's kind of silly. But people do that with their retirement all the time. Protection of principle. There's a reason that people want safety. Because Social Security was supposed to be that until the mid-90s. When Social Security came along and they said something very clear. The Clinton administration and Newt Gingrich, they got together, they put together a budget. Somehow, some way, they started writing checks out of Social Security, replacing it with an IOU. And in doing so, they took all the money. It took a while. But if you were to refinance your house and pay off all of your debt, right, which is what they did, they took all from Social Security and they paid off the debt. And if you listen to either one of those talk, they will tell you, we, were, uh, we had a balanced budget for three years in the 90s. Hog wash, not true. Well, Eric, if you don't understand, it's the money, it's the way that we move things around. It doesn't exist. Guys, it's not true. If you refinanced your house, you paid off your car, your boat, your plane, your student loans, are you debt-free? Or did you just move it from the left pocket to the right pocket? So that's what they did. Now, it was great because there was money coming in, they were earning interest. But they did it again the next year, and the next year, and the next year. And soon... There wasn't enough money to pay the people, so they had to cash in IOUs. In other words, the money coming in, you baby boomers were forced to retire in 2000 and in 2001 and two and 2008 and nine. Right? You were 64. You planned on working to 70. No jobs. Turn on Social Security. So suddenly, the numbers got switched. It was 2040, 2037. Now, according to a Fox Business report, published on the 22nd of April, says this. Social Security's reserve funds are expected to be depleted in 2035, at which time the program will no longer be able to pay out benefits in full. You've heard me say this. I don't think it's going to go poof, disappear. I think what will happen is they'll say, hey guys, we'll give you 75% of your Social Security. It's the same thing that CalPERS and CalSTRS, any pension system that's upside down, will tell you. Some of the state teachers' retirement system is upside down, what are they reporting, 68 64%? What that means is something simple. If tomorrow everybody got a 64% uh, of their pay, so for example, if you were getting $1,000 a month in income, it went down to 640 You said, I'm good with that. Then the whole CalPERS, CalSTRS system does great. 
Social Security, I don't know what the number is. Let's just say it's 75 cents on the dollar. If they were to pay out 75 cents on the dollar, it will last for the next 100 years. Raise your hand if you want to take a 25% pay cut. I didn't think so. Now, listen, Medicare trustees report something very disturbing. The disability and insurance payments will exceed the income in 2020 for the first time since 1982. That's two years later than projected last year, but it means the program will have to dip into its reserves to cover the benefits. That's 2020. Now, those are people that are injured, right? It's part of the issue. In 2018, the trustees forecast that 100% of the benefits would be covered through 2035. Now, that means, hey, great, we earned an extra year. However, Social Security trustees are something are, are, are simply saying this. Look, it goes up and it goes down. The Social Security Disability Fund will not run out until 2052. Oh, well, that's great. How about we just fix it so it never runs out? And you have to tell people, listen, I know you're used to spending this much money, but every year we'll tell you what we, what we can do. Do you think that will hold them accountable? I think so. I think you and I would be a lot more interested in this when at the end of every year we say, what are we going to make next year? Do we get a pay raise? Do we get a reduction? Because we have to consider this for a minute. If we want disability payments to last between 20, uh, you know, past 2052, they go, oh, Eric, I'll be dead. It's my children's problem. Okay. Listen, that, that's a fair statement. I'm okay if that's what you decide to do. Just make sure you tell them. Go to your kids and say, man, you better be eating well, exercising. Because if any one of you children get disabled, mm, I said it's no big deal. And I might be dead and you could get injured. But you're not going to receive anything ever again. That's important. You know that. Because if the the left's, the progressive left's, left's uh, idea of turning Medicare for all, understand Already, right now, Medicare, remember, it's divided into Part A and Part B. The hospital insurance trust fund is expected to run out of money in seven years. So what will they do? Well, remember, you were the rich. You're the rich guy. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to take from you. They're going to take from you in all sorts of forms, all sorts of payment methods, Here's, here's my thought. If you want to protect some or part of your money, you want to get a guaranteed income stream, get it out of the up and down of the market, then we need to find a place to do that. That's what we do. That's what Total Financial Solutions, that's what TFS Financial and Insurance Services is all about. Right? It, it's straightforward. TFS Financial and Insurance Services, we protect some of your principal or whatever you decide to give to us is protected. We don't put it at risk in the market. We don't, we don't listen, you're going to make some money but the money you're going to make, the money that you're going to earn, is new money. It isn't as if, oh, the market goes down, we're going to give you some of your old money back when it goes back up. right? If I called my broker and I said, how much is in my account? They say $100,000. If the market goes down the next year, I don't want to say, hey, what happened to the rest of my money? He said, oh, well, don't worry. Uh, we're going to take away some of it and give it back to you. I said, but when you give it back to me, did I pay you a fee for that? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. I got paid a fee the whole time. Okay, so then what did I pay for? So, well, you paid for the chance, for an opportunity to turn 100000 into two hundred. You could have become rich. Like, wow, okay. All right, that's good. Except you could also take the 100000 down to fifty. We saw it. We saw it happen all day long. Medicare for all, guys. You think we're going to have a bankrupt system sooner rather than later, I would agree with you. Right now, there's no money in the system to give Medicare for all. Go back to a regular system. Get rid of the insurance company's monopolies. And I think when you retire, you say, you know what? I want to have Medicare or I don't want to have Medicare. They require you. It's like a prison. They require you to be part of it. Or if you don't, eh, no big deal. Try to get back in in a few years. The penalties are, are huge. All right. So just kind of keep that in mind as we move forward because we're going to get into now some guaranteed income streams. How does that work? How do we get you focused to protect some or part of your money? And by the way, enjoy retirement. We have that 888-99-RETIRE, 888-99-RETIRE. That's who uh, we are. That's our phone number, 997-3847. That's 997-3847. Give me a call. TFS Financial Insurance Services. We'll be right back. I'm Eric Halley. I'll retire comfortably thanks to Arab Halaby. Now every dollar's got a job to do. Arab makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher. Hey, welcome back to the show, the Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Halby. Thanks for staying with me as we talk about your family's finances. Uh, I get a little bit excited when we talk about some of these plans that are our supposed leaders, both in the state of California and in the the federal systems. Uh, said that they were going to take care of. Don't worry, we've got your back. Here, Here's a, a great note. I want you to think about two things. Who else is in the same boat as you? Right? Who else? Your political leaders? Maybe. Well, let's think about that as we develop a way to enjoy retirement, because I think that's going to be key. How do we enjoy the safety, security, really the peace of mind? I'm Eric Hallaby, the Total Financial Hour. That's what we're talking about here on uh, TFS Financial and Insurance Services, your place to get a little bit of meat, hopefully keeping it simple, easy to understand, to talk about your family's finances. This is important when we get into the details of retirement because we're going to do a couple of things. More importantly, your family's finances need to be tied with the Congress people, congressmen and women. Why? Because they should take over, turn over 100% of their pension to Social Security. Write a check, boom, gone. They're now subject to the same rules, Medicare, same uh, Obamacare rules. You know the Democrats, when they wrote the rules for Obamacare, they exempted themselves. Is that crummy or what? Yeah, all of you people, you you people, you have this retirement plan. That's, that's your problem, not ours. And they created a system that everybody else is stuck with. But they're not. Why? Because, you know, I I think, look, they know that it's not right. It doesn't work, but it gets them votes. I think most of you are creating a life where you and your family sit down and you think what's fair is fair and honest is honest. And how do you create success and all of that? 
I, I don't think that's what the leaders, I don't mean the individuals, but the leaders think about in Congress. I think their goal is how do I get somebody elected in the West and the East and the North and that district, this district? How do I, I hold this seat? How do I get rid of this seat? You know, in the state of California, if you're a Republican and you come up with a pretty good idea, a real good idea, and, and you put that forward and you say, I'm a state assemblyman from the Central Valley, state assemblywoman from the southern part of L.A., and you put it together and you're a Republican, you, as you do that, if the Democrat leadership likes the idea, but they know that they don't want your name associated with it, here's what they do. They say, oh, uh, Assemblywoman Mary Smith, that's a great idea. Uh, we're going to take it, but we have a, a new person from the Bay Area that we want to put their name on it and act as if they are the ones that sponsored it. So you're going to be nowhere to be found. You can sign on to it if you want later, but it's going to be, quote, their idea. So it becomes that lady or that gentleman up there in, in the Bay Area who never even understood this issue, who doesn't even care about it, but they're trying to hold their seat. So sometimes they don't even know what the details of the bill are about. They just said, uh, hey, this is uh, so-and-so. I work for Speaker uh, so-and-so. And uh, your name is going to go on this bill. It's a great bill. You're going to need it because you've got a tough reelection coming up. Okay. Is that like dishonest? I mean, does anybody else go, this is kind of stinky? Does anybody else think that, that's kind of not fair? Listen, I'm just a simple guy. I, all I want is simple math. Let's get away from the craziness. When does it work? When does it make sense? When does it not make sense? You know, your family's finances are built around what does it take to have some level of common sense. So here's some of the keys. I'm going to give you five, five maybe six of these today. We'll see how, how many we can get through. Five key points. To help you enjoy retirement, number one, get your debt under control. Whether you're in retirement or you're going to be in retirement, right? Five years, if you're going to retire certainly in the next six months to a year, you need to give me a call. Because if we're at record highs with the market and you want to reserve, uh, preserve some of those, those uh, gains, maybe we can help. All right. Get your debt under control. What that means is this. No signing on for student loans. I don't care if it's your child, grandchild, niece, nephew. Nobody. They cannot be discharged in bankruptcy. They can't be uh, uh, forgiven. There's, there, it's over. It's gone. It's, if you as a parent or a grandparent have this student loan under your, your neck, it's, it's almost like prison, guys. It's like indentured servitude. So stay away from that. What about buying a car, Arif? My old car, we need a car. Think of it this way. If you're going to be buying a vehicle, what type of vehicle? Now, if you're in your 50s, 60s, even early 70s, and you're still physically active and you want to get that two-door sports car, no problem. But realize that if you're going to pay that off and you're going to, I hold my cars for 10 years, no problem. 10 years, you might need a wheelchair to be going in the back or a walker. So maybe a four-door is better. Oh, we're going to be taking care of my wife's mother. You're going to need an SUV or a four-door. You're going to need something, maybe not for today, for this moment, but in, eventually in the future. The automobile that you're getting a loan for, you're buying, remember, they go down in value every single day. So how do you ensure that it's something for the long run? Just think beyond tomorrow. Now, I'm all right if you have a sports car and an SUV. If you can 
afford both of those while you're young, while your hips still work, your knees, your back. I get it. Get what you want. Do what you need to. I'm okay with that. But realize that it probably isn't going to be something that you're going to keep in the family in your 80s and 90s. Okay? You you might still drive, but you're going to need something that's a little bit more down the line of, of your style. Okay. Next, I want you to focus on something that I think is pretty key, which is what is a guarantee? Now, you can have guarantees that that walk through a a variety of places. Number one, it could be a guarantee of rental property income. That's wonderful. Just make sure the person that you're renting to ask what they do for a living. Well, I'm in the construction business. Well, right now, my goodness, it is booming, especially in certain states and cities. But if it goes out of business, if it goes out of favor, if construction changes, are you going to have a vacancy because this person has one skill? Or if their spouse works in entertainment and you can say, okay, the entertainment industry, that's doing well. No problem. I have a rental property in Burbank or next to the studios in Studio City. There's always people coming in and renting it for a month, a year, or six months. Okay, you go up and down with that industry. So keep in mind that if you're going to be very industry-specific versus skill-specific, right? Skill-specific could be I'm an IT person. Well, gosh, I can work IT for a pharmaceutical, IT for a startup, IT for the government. You can work in IT in almost anything. So if your rental property income is is a function of of somebody who works specifically with a skill in an industry that that can go up and down, that guaranteed income may not be what you think. But what about guarantees and income that come from annuities? There's some good ones and not so good ones. You do not want the ones, in my opinion, that have fees. Because I don't think you should have to pay a fee. There's just no reason. right? Every annuity, the reason it was built originally was as an income, for an income stream later on down the road. Could be one month from now. Could be 10 years from now. I don't think you need an income stream uh, that is subject to Oh, China, the stock market, uh, Trump, Pelosi. I don't care. Your bills, the electric bill, doesn't say, all right, here's the electric bill. Oh, wait, let me check. Yep, the turmoil in the Middle East is kind of resolving itself. Your electric bill goes up. They don't say that. It's like, hey, here's your electric bill, buddy. Pay it or not. Here's your car insurance. Pay it or not. So I like a guaranteed source of income. If you have a pension income coming your way, Plan, even if you're in your 60s, plan to get 75% of that. Now, you might not ever. Maybe they'll find a magic bullet. Maybe people will be willing to pay the taxes to bring it up to speed. I get it. Right now, 48% of the budget for the United States, 48% is Medicare and Social Security. Now, you might say, well, Eric, we pay for that, so of course it's a budget. It goes in the front door and it should come out the back door in the form of benefits from me, my family, my grandparents. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 I agree. But the money's not there, so you can, you can stand up and, and scream, you can hold a sign. But it's money we put in. Uh, yeah, yep, yep, you sure did. Mm-hmm. And it's not there. Well, where did it go? Well, listen, they used it for other things. Ask Gavin Newsom where he spent all the gas tax money. I thought the roads are supposed to be good. Right? Ask Gavin Newsom why we have thousands more Caltrans employees than some studies say are even needed. I'm not saying they're bad people. Retrain them. Put them somewhere else. Attrition. Whatever. 
But why do we have thousands more people than legitimate third-party studies have said? Very simple. (laughs) Because they pay union dues. Right? Uh, Listen, any government agency that can form a union, it's like, I vote to give myself a pay. You guys all got mad when Congress does that or when the state legislature does that. What's the difference if you're a government union and you say, we all support Democrats because that's what they do. And the Democrats say, if you vote for us, we'll give you a pay raise. So they vote for them. They get a pay raise so that they can vote for them so they can get a pay raise. Instead of saying, what's good for the country? What's good for the state? Maybe it's the same thing. Maybe the interests are aligned, but maybe they're not. Listen, any one person, you, me, family, friend, we all want them to be successful. What I'm trying to do is to wake you up to the system. Something is wrong. When 48% of our budget goes to Social Security and Medicare, a line item that didn't even exist when we started as a nation. It didn't even exist. In fact, it didn't even exist, uh, I don't know, 80 years ago. It wasn't even an expense. It didn't exist. It's like cable for you, right? When you retired, cable wasn't even an issue. When you started working, there was no such thing as when do I pay off my cell phone? Never. Your cell phone service becomes an expense. So you have to make up for those dollars. It's the same thing as a government agency. They say we have to make up the expense. And instead of having 15 people between you paying the income tax or or the Social Security or the Medicare tax and then it coming right back down to giving you services, there's layers of people and pensions and benefits and their retirement accounts and their expense accounts. There's layers of people that have to get a piece of that dollar before you get it and now you get to go spend it to the doctor's office. Because I can tell you when it's a half a million dollars to get a medical degree and those men and women are coming out of school with hundreds of thousands in student loan debt and they're working five and eight and 10 years and maybe they'll make a good enough dent in that where they can have a future. You have to ask who's the money going to? Well, you know, it's the insurance companies. In student loan world, it's the administrators of the universities because an adjunct professor might make 20 or $30,000 a year, right? It's their answer to Obamacare. It's how they pay part-time employees. So when you overpay in student loans, where, do the money, where does the money go? Back to the university's administrators. Or the college, community college. Very few teachers, professors, are making a substantial living. Now, now listen, many are. Many are. But you, you have to kind of think about this for a second. If every student in that room is paying, let's say, $50,000 a year between parking fees textbook fees. You know, it doesn't cost anything to print a textbook. What does it cost to get the little digital thing on your iPad or your tablet or your laptop? Why is the student paying hundreds of dollars? Right? So where does the money go? That's what you need to start asking. Something's wrong somewhere. I want you to start looking and asking because next in retirement, I need you to have fun. You need to plan to have fun. It's a hobby. It's a, it's a skill set. It's something that you call enjoyment. Because if you don't have a good time in retirement, then what's the difference? Go back to work. At least you had some social interaction. Because my experience has been 
when people are retired, especially if they don't think about this, then their four walls in their home kind of becomes their prison, right? Except for doctor's appointments, hair appointments, pharmacy appointments, physical therapy, maybe, depending on what happened. That's about it. That's when they leave the house. There needs to be interaction. And if you're one of those kids, take them out to dinner. Weekly have something you do. Uh, Every couple of days, check in on them. Get out, do a walk around the neighborhood. Something so that their mind stays active. Ask them questions. Start a book. Start a log. What is it you did? Why, why does it matter? How did you meet dad? How did you meet grandpa? Ask them questions about their life so that when you sit down, it starts to bring up a memory for them and find out that there are young people who don't have a mom or a dad. There are young people who only are being raised by their aunt or a single parent or their cousin. And you might be able to volunteer. Not everybody goes to big boys, uh, big brothers, big sisters, but that's a good, a good start. See if that helps. Boys and girls clubs, great organization. So see if you can be involved. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's twice a month. But I need you to have something that gives you fun, excitement. And one of the, the next things to focus on is start to purge some of your things. You may have items in your family a family heirloom, a painting, or a, a, a vase, or something that is very interesting to you, right? Where you say, this is, this was something that I bought. I don't even know the price. I've watched Antique Roadshow. <laughs> I can't figure it out. But it matters to you that it goes to this child or that child. Consider giving it away while you're still alive, where you can see their enjoyment. You make sure it goes to the right person and there isn't a fight. You know, we had a we had a client, two kids, husband and or sorry, a brother sister. And when the dad passed away, he was the last one to pass. When he was passed away, one of the the brothers drove. Now they had a, supposedly a great relationship beforehand, but one of the brothers drove from out of state, came right here to Southern California with a U-Haul truck, Picked up everything in the house, silverware, paintings. They stripped it as if they were moving. So the daughter went there because they were getting it ready. She was the trustee, so she had to go in and, and document things and, and do a uh, appraisal, right, get a list of stuff. So she goes in to the house, and she thought she had been burglarized. She's like, we've been burglarized. The money's gone. The stuff's gone. And the brother said, oh, I came and took it. And I think he was from Arizona. I came and took it and I put it in the storage unit. She said, why? What did you do that for? Well, because the money that, that dad has for me, I want to make sure that I get my part of it. So this is kind of my insurance product, my insurance uh, policy. Really? So I don't know. You guys have stories too. You have wacky stories. You know this. Stuff that you thought was never possible. How a sibling could act one way and certainly they do. I don't want you to think this is, you know, normal, but it can happen. It has happened. So if you are preparing to retire, if you don't need the items anymore, if you want to see people get them, you want to make sure it goes to the right child or grandchild or daughter or son-in-law, consider giving away things that you don't need now because that gives a little bit of enjoyment. Next, what about a living trust, a revocable living trust? If you have real property, real estate, land, in California, you need a living trust. If you have money, I think it's over 150000 is the great, latest number, but go and check with your CPA or certainly your attorney, actually. 
your trust attorney, and try to avoid getting an attorney who does everything. I want to encourage my attorney friends, specialize in something, guys, so that you're good at one or two things. That's what we do. Our specialty is safety. We protect your principal. If you come to me and say, Eric, if I want to buy gold in my IRA, I'd say, good for you. We can't help. Hey, Eric, if I want to take risk, this IPO is coming up, and I heard from my brother's mother's cousin's golf caddy that this is an amazing stock to buy. I go, fantastic. Not for us. But if you say, Arif, I want to have a guaranteed source of income. So when the time comes, I can have money coming into my family, regardless of what happens in the world. Then I'm going to say you call 888-99-RETIRE, 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. That's how you get a hold of us. Now, look, we have an office of great people. We have eight folks that work for me, but I am the one. They're all support staff. I am the one that you meet with. If I can help you, great. If I can't, then I'll tell you I can't. It usually takes me about 15 minutes. Yes, I can help you. No, I can't. If I can, I'll give you some choices. We'll make a phone call. Some of you think you have something that you don't. When we call the company, we'll find out. And you say, that's exactly what I thought I had. That's exactly what I want. I'm going to say, great. Isn't it awesome? You've got a second opinion. Now you know. Have a nice day. Bye. That's it. Simple, quick and easy. Sometimes we set up a time to get together and you go, oh my goodness, I can't imagine. I thought it was something that it wasn't. Well, good. Isn't it good that we know? And then you can figure it out. Yes, I want to make a change or I want to think about it. I want to make some changes later. Okay, fine. We could do that. Because the concept of knowing what you have, it should be right on the top of your mind. This is your life. It's your retirement income. It's how money comes to your life every single day. Right? You pay your bills every single day, some form or fashion. You use electricity. You're paying for that. Now, you're going to pay for it in, in, in the end of the month. You drive your car. You have gasoline goes in your car. Oil change. I mean, you get it? Money touches everything you do every single day. So make sure you have a guaranteed source of income. Maybe you say, I'm willing to take a chance up to 80% of my expenses or my income. I need $5,000 a month to live. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take 80% and that's my, my uh, safety. So $4,000 I want guaranteed between pensions and da, da, da. But I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to take the rest and go into the market. Because some months I might make six or seven thousand, some months I might make four, three, four, two. So, Eric, if I want a portion of that money to be safe, okay, that's great. We'll we'll deal with whatever amount you want. Sometimes people want to start small. We'll start small. The minimum for us is twenty thousand dollars. So I don't care this whole. If you have five hundred thousand dollars to invest, of course, do you understand? Because they charge a fee on it. If you have five hundred thousand dollars, and I hate annuities, what's his fee? Two, two. $10,000 a year for that particular company. Now, you might say, Arif, that's no big deal. No problem. Listen, I'll give you $10,000 a year if you make me 20 or 30 or 40. I'll give you 10. Probably give you 12 or 13. If you make me 30 or 40, I think that's a fair deal. But don't lose my money or keep my money the same. And still charge me a fee, right? Why is that okay? Where, where, what did I buy? I, I bought something, but what? What did I get? So your family's finances are a function of what? Somebody else's whim? I hope not. Right. So here's, the, here's the, the last part that I, I wanted to cover, and I'm glad I've got a chance to do that. I want you to think about a legacy. You know, after you pass away, God willing, you'll have a lot of money, maybe a house that's paid off, maybe some 
a life insurance policy? What's a legacy for you? What does it look like when you pass away? And 10 minutes later, everybody's, you know, crying and they're sad and, and the, the service is over and we all sit in the corner and every, and it's over. What, what do you want? Do you want a scholarship in your name? You can set that up now. Do you want to give to a library? So the library will always have a collection of your favorite books. Do you want to give to a private school, an elementary school or a Christian school, K through 12, that, that always gives a scholarship? The reason young people will go there is because they know that your family scholarship is a part that they can use to pay for their, their college. So you kind of keep people there, right? They're happy. They're going to be educated in a, in a proper way. But no matter what, if you get a, I don't know, whatever, you pick the number, 3.5 uh, GPA or higher, it's $1,000 a year that you get to go to college for four years. My wife and I did a character-based scholarship fund, meaning we didn't care so much about your grades. It had to be at least a 2.0, but we did care about your character. So my legacy, I want to be character-based, not grade-based. You can choose. You can go back to your, your university, your favorite uh, sorority or fraternity. You understand you can create whatever you want. Create a legacy. It can be built and wrapped up inside of your trust. It can be done outside of that. Speak with professionals. But your legacy, nobody knows when they're going to pass away. Right? It can happen. And your legacy can last forever. If you want some of that legacy to be safety, guarantees, protection of principle, that's what we do. For more information, you can always give us a call. Come by the office or just set up a phone appointment. Sometimes folks do that. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. 888-997-3847. I'm Eric Hallaby, the Total Financial Hour. That's what you're listening to. Hey, listen, every week at this time, you can also give us a call throughout the whole week. It always comes on uh, straight directly to my office. That's 888-99-RETIRE. I'm Eric Hallaby, the TFS Financial Insurance Services Program of the Total Financial Hour. On AM870, The Answer, thanks for being with me on your place for news, talk, and information. AM870, The Answer. Now Arif has a plan for me, higher income strategy. I'll retire comfortably, thanks to Arif Halaby. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 